district that know me the best. Grew up with some men that's homeless and smoking that wet, hoping they close to the death. I'm totally over-focused, and don't you forget, the so-and-sos they put over me know I'm the best. I'm blessed with the bond, shawty, this is God work. I made some A&Rs rich off of hard work. They killing men and they innocent, but they killing many. That badge of honor just not enough to conceal their feelings. They off and all, it's just what I'ma tell my daughter partner. Studying in school, watch out for cooties in a lot of apartments. Hey, hey, I could have kept my scholarship up. Hey, and I could have been a robber, couldn't I? afternoon and welcome to the back porch conjure better late than ever better late than ever better late than ever i've been going back and forth because there's so many things and so many topics i want to talk on there's so many experiences that i want to touch on and I've come to the realization that no matter what I speak on, somebody's always going to feel some kind of way. Somebody's going to take it personal. Somebody's going to think I'm talking about them. Somebody will make a live or make a post or whatever. And in reality, they're not even on my radar. But people have this audacity. And they just feel that I'm talking about them or they're relevant of my life. You know, I call people that's important to me. I text people that's important to me. If you don't get a call or a text, you're not important to me. That's just the realness of it. I have a god sister, right? And mind you, we're not in the same Santo house, but she's to me in all matters. She's my sister, right? Um, she will. She and mind you, her crown is gonna be Ogun. When someone says to her, "I don't fuck with Ifa Bayo." She goes, what she told you the truth about? And that's being real. You know, the same way people, people don't have a problem with telling me the truth, telling me what they feel or what their spirit say or whatever. So why can't it be reciprocated? I'm not telling you what our spirits say. I'm not doing the spiritual thing. I'm telling you what it is, what's in front of me. So, but people don't want that. They have the audacity. They'll hit you up. Oh, well, my spirit said you got to do this. And I'll be like, okay. All right, all right, okay. Don't have nothing to do with me. But they piece together my life because they see what's on social media or they'll listen to someone else. Well, I know. It's no secret. 
I did not get Ogun to speak. No, he did. There's no secret about that. I don't live my life. I'm not a character. Yes, my Ifa name is Ifa Bayo. That is true. My real name is Donna. My mother named me Donna. I'm not trying to be nothing else. I, I'm not hiding. I'm, I'm not this great Santana. I'm not this uh, important person. I'm a woman with nine grandchildren. Great to have 10. I am a mother of four. And I done babysitted and raised so many other kids the same way my mother did. And I'm just sharing my experience. I hustled. I was in the street. So I have experience. Now I think back over it as the older you get, some shit that you go through so I can prepare you for the shit you're going through now. Right? I, I don't know how to fold. I don't know how. And listen, it's easy to go online and start a war with people. It's easy to tell people business. It's easy to pull out receipts. The hardest part is not letting those people get to you. Not giving them attention. It's a continue doing what you're doing. You think I'm going to get up in the fucking morning and worry about what somebody said about me or worry about, oh, let me go check this page or call people. Hey, that ain't me. That That is not me. I don't give a fuck what you may believe. I'm telling you out my mouth. That's not me. Once I stop fucking with you, your grandmother, your kid can die. I don't give a fuck. True story. This lady passed away. Her name is Michelle, right? <laughs> and I remember, you know, my friend Mika, which is, that's her aunt. She was like, oh, you going? You coming to the funeral? I was like, why? Oh, because she died. I didn't fuck with her in real life. So why I'm going to fuck with her while she dead? And that's being honest. So I remember talking to my girlfriend, Erica, and I was like, yeah, you know, people really got mad at me like I didn't go. She said, fuck those people. Did you fuck with her? Y'all didn't even get along. Y'all didn't even speak. So why are you going to be a hypocrite? What you going to say? What, what? You just going there to be what? She was like, that's not you. That's not your character. And it's not, right? But you have people that because they have this, this image of you that they made in their head, and they think, oh, well, she's going to do this and she's going to do that. And it's the complete opposite. It's never. That's why I tell people communication is key. Don't get in your head and make a whole story up. Ask. Pick up the phone. Ask. Hey, you know. But people don't want that. They're rather, I know it. That that post is about me. Uh, Hi, dummy. You ain't the only fucking person in the world I know. I, you know what? You should be happy because that should let you know you ain't the only dumb motherfucker making dumb decisions. Like, hi, how you doing? And keep it moving. That's okay. When you know better, you do better. It's okay. But people want to be relevant. People want to be important. People want, you know, they want this image of you. Oh, because we had a few conversations or whatever. No, no, no. And what makes it even worse? Oh, well, I know her family member. Okay, and? And? I've learned in this life, people only need you for a reason and a season. And once that is over, people will go on about their business. And that is it. We all serve a purpose one way or another. That's all. I'm just telling y'all, be careful who you give your luck to, your ache, your time, because these things you can't get back, especially not time. You can't get that back. And don't feel bad about yourself and don't beat yourself up. You gave time. Okay. Now you know better, so do better. That's it. That's all. That is it. I was accused of saving the world. Well, I'm not Jesus. I don't have a cape. I can't save the world. The only one I can save and rescue is myself. And so far, it's been a hit or miss. And I'm good with that. I'm happy with the results. I am happy with the results that I have. I am. I see growth. I see change. My cup is always halfway because there's always room for growth. That, that's it. That's all. I, I didn't set out to say, oh, my God, I'm better than this one or I'm doing this. Not at all. Not at all. But you know, I also learned that people will believe a lie before they believe the ugly truth. People will believe a lie. And 
People would love to see you on your ass. So they can say, I told you, I knew it. I told you. And that's it. When people pray for your downfall, let me tell you, my mom taught me this lesson, right? I was, I was in sixth grade and, you know, I was friends with Pam Houston, Tornice, Carol, all of us. And at one point I was like, yeah, you know, cause they, they want me to fail. And my mother said, you know, the reason why we don't dig graves or dig holes in cemeteries. And I said, well, she said, because when you dig in one, you better dig two. You better dig one for yourself. And I said, well, she said, those same people that's waiting for you to fail. She said, do, are they a factor? Do they matter in your life? Because once you graduate from PS40, you go into ISA or you'll go to 231 or you're going to go to another school and you won't even remember those people. She said, people come in your life for a reason in the season. That's it. So... <clears throat> I graduated from 40. I went to eight for maybe about half a year. And then they put me in 231. Back then, 231 was more Valley Girl, white people, right? Over in Lawrence and across from Springfield. My sister went to Springfield when Pepper and was in there. And I was in 231, right? There's more white people, more Valley Girls, you know, people with money, right? Uh, I was with the twins. Tracy and them, her twin sister. Uh, I was with Nicole. You know, I hung out with all of them. And this school was so whiteified that you would have, you had to buy a gym suit. Back then, the gym suits was like $12. And you would have to buy a gym suit and you had to shower and change your clothes for the gym. Right, ISA didn't have that, um, but two thirty one did. Different, different community, different environment, different everything. Right, two thirty one, you had to change your clothes. The blue jumpsuit looks like a fucking romper. Right, never liked those shits. And you had your locker, and you had the showers. So you went, um, you went to gym two times out the week. And you had to change, you know, so you always, the teachers would let you out early. There was no walking to class. You knew, you know, and whoever was in your homeroom, it wasn't guaranteed they'd have all your classes together, right? This was 231. White neighborhood back then. Now it's more uh, Caribbean, right? But back then it was more white. Very few, a handful of blacks, but it was more white. And you change your clothes. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, you, whoever was in your homeroom class wasn't necessary in your English class because everybody had different ones, you know, different classes or whatever. The only thing that whoever you saw in your homeroom, you will see in your homeroom leaving at the end of the day because, you know, you got on the special, which was the Q5 for me, or, um, because my aunt lived on 230th Street. So I was still eligible to get a bus pass to get on the bus, even though I was living over in South Jamaica. So we was using my aunt's um, address, me and my sister, to, because um, back then they didn't care. So, and we talking years ago. So back then they didn't care. So we used my aunt's address and I went to 231. My sister went to Springfield. Okay. So, and my brother went to Hillcrest. All right. So my mother didn't have no dumb kids. Let me put that out there. Um, and we, you know, I would go there and it was different. I was used to people fighting, jumping you, uh, from ISA to Jackson, you know, the after school, you really didn't have one, but when everybody let out, you was fighting, you know, people was arguing. It wasn't no, Hey, what are you doing for the weekend? Well, we're going to Aspen. Who? I remember, forget, I, I didn't know what the fuck Aspen was. Oh, no, we're going, it was winter, we're going to the ski resort. Y'all do that? Like, for real? It was different. It was a different environment, a different experience, different people. Nobody didn't, their, their way of getting you back was something totally different. So it wasn't no, bitch, I'm going to meet you after school, I'm going to fuck you up. It wasn't that. It was not that. Um... 
even the guys, the the boys that attended that school, it was different. It was a different environment, you know. Um, yeah, you still had your, cause then they was them motherfuckers were sniffing coke. So yeah, in junior high school they were sniffing coke. That was their thing. They were sniffing coke, and I'm like, wow. You know, but I already grew up in the hood, so that shit wasn't like, oh shit, but I already seen what it did to people. So these are young girls in the seventh and eighth grade sniffing coke, bringing their spoons or they fingernails sniffing. So that shit was never, I, I learned at an early age, it wasn't ever about money. It was you know, if you're going to be an addict, you're going to be an addict. I mean, no pun intended, no disrespect. It was. So that didn't that didn't affect me. I've seen what drugs did to people. And I remember when me and I did an interview to this young dude, I call him arms, and I asked him, you know, because I knew the reason why I didn't do it. But he was younger in this generation. And I asked him, I said, why didn't you do drugs? He said, first of all, I like to spend my money. And secondly, I seen what it did to people. And that was the same. I saw how it affect people's lives. I saw how it just demolished, you know, what people did. And my happy-go-lucky ass, I tried it, like, because I didn't even try it. I had the dollar bill, right? I got coke from Devon. I went to my house because I'm thinking if something go wrong, at least I'll be in my house and my mother and them would know what to do. My cuckoo ass. My mother and them had went to Home Depot so they wasn't there. I didn't think my brother horse was home. So I'm in the living room, got the dollar open because it was rolled, got the dollar open, getting ready to sniff. And my brother hit the door and he walked in. So me trying to, you know, I done spilt the shit over all over the couch and everything. I'm trying to put it away so he won't say nothing. That nigga got to the living room. And you know how you say, wait, hold on. And he backed up. He was like, yo, what the fuck you got? I said, huh? He said, open up your hand. I was like, mind your business. Leave me alone. He was like, open up your fucking hand. And he punched me out the window. My mother had, if you ever seen my house on 110, 13, 160 Street, you will see my mother had, before she put a big picture window in, she had one, two, three in the front, two on the side, two on the side. My brother punched me out the first one. And right when I landed out that motherfucker, my mother and him pulled up. My fucking eyes was black. My nose was bleeding. And that was my rehab to never try drugs. Now, I smoked a lot of weed, but anything other than that, I remember that motherfucking punch. So, a uh, bitch didn't have to do all of that. Now, I would go to the store for all the cokeheads because they didn't want change. So, whenever God bless the dead, why need it all? I'd be like, yo, go to the store. They already want their little eight ball, me, smoke a lot, all of us. We'll all run to the store, get what they want. They wanted chopped cheese down at Leroy's or whatever. We'll run down there, go get that shit. And we know we done made some money because they done gave us $30, $40. They done forgot what the fuck they gave us. So, here's your sandwich. He And listen, cokeheads... They don't have, they don't know what emotions are. They can see somebody get hit and be like, wow. Now, tomorrow, they'll come down off of that shit and feel everything. But at that moment, they ain't feeling nothing. So, they don't remember. All they worrying about is their next sniff. So, the fuck? I run to the store. You What you need? Cigarettes? You want to make some woolies? Okay, I'm going to get some cigarettes. I'm going to give you half the pack because half of I was smoking cigarettes. So, half of them I'm going to take. That's it. So, I knew how to make my money and hustle. We all did that. Now, because I hung around them, people just assume that that's why even as a kid until now, I don't worry about what people say about me because I hung around crackheads, dope fiends, prostitutes, all of that. I didn't judge them from what they did. I didn't give a fuck. That's what you did on your, but when you were around me, we had fun. We conversate. We did all of that. I'll tell y'all all the story of my friend TC. She was a prostitute. We went to IS8 together. She had to feed her family. Her mother clocked out because she was in love with this man and this man fucked her over. So she clocked out mentally. She had to take care of brothers and it was fucking lazy. They wasn't going to do nothing. So she did this. That's her right. I didn't judge her. I didn't give a fuck. But she also gave me information because all these women that were sitting there with their daughters saying, oh, I want you around my, my, my daughter because you're hot in the ass, you're fresh, because they already judged me because of the people I knew. But they gave me knowledge. 
I was so happy to finally see Poochie again. I was so happy to see all these people that I watch and they watch me grow up because they gave me real fucking knowledge and they really cared. Yo, I remember it was, you know, these girls in ISA, they were so popular, right? Popular. Kathy and all of them, popular. Like they had the best of everything, all that. Poochie looked at me and said, Ma, you don't want to be like them, baby girl. And I was like, nah, they popular. You know, they got all the best clothes. Here I am selling weed for Trini. I'm trying to make me up some money. And she was like, yo, that's me. They're me. They all going to be crackheads. She was like, they all going to be strung out on drugs. Don't be like them. Be you. Be you. You got a calling on your life. Poochie told me that shit when I was young. Selling weed in the fucking park. Me. And... I see them now. Kathy was strung out. Tracy, God bless the dad, she died. But, yo, they were all on drugs. I didn't get on drugs because the drug addicts told me. They schooled me. Yo, don't do that. So we, when I would sit with them, they would tell me their life story. I remember those stories. And guess what? It didn't change. When Eli and them, they sat there, not with drugs, but they sat there and told me how their, their journey was doing Santo. I listened. I took that shit in consideration. That's why I don't have a problem with sharing stories. Because, yo, they shared their story with me. And when someone does that, they care enough to let you know, yo, this was my experience. So whatever you may come across in life, remember my story so you can do the opposite or it may work for you. But at least you can't say you didn't know. So when Poochie and them shared that with me, I was so happy because I didn't do that. I hung around them. I sat with Copper John, God bless the dead. I sat with all these people that all had a past, pimps, prostitutes. I sat with fucking uh, Steve-On. He had more hoes than a little bit. I even ran around with this nigga. And, but it allowed me to see, and this way I can teach my children. Because what happens? You got to get in a woman's mental because she's looking for something. And they taught me that. I was happy to hang around Mike and them and know what real men want out of women. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, he taught me a man does three things. And I'm looking like, yo, that's what my father did. A man provides, please, and protects. I'm like, yo, that's what my pops did with my mom's. Okay. We don't ever, we love our parents, but we always look for outside. I experienced. So I was grateful to be around. I didn't know what a relationship was. I didn't have a clue. But guess what I did? I went to South Carolina, North Carolina. I went to Atlanta. I went to Alabama. I went to New Orleans. I went to all these places and started talking to people and started seeing married couples. Sister Morris Jackson. Um, what's her name? Fucking... Uh, the cop chick. I went to all of these people to learn what was a relationship was. What was it to be in a relationship? How is it to be negative as well as positive? How do we get out of the slave and and master mentality of what a relationship is? You know. So I had to learn this, and then I finally understood. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and. We living together and I got to borrow money from you. I'm not going to sit here and not make sure you're good. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a relationship. We're relating with each other. We're solution-based. No, at first I wasn't like that. But I, I know how to be a, a wife. I was married twice. I was married twice. I got married when I was 18. And then I turned around and got married again. So I was married twice. And I'm grateful for both of them because they taught me a lot of things. My ex-husband died. The other one went to jail for 22 years for a body. Okay. But I also knew the characteristics that I was dating. You know, somebody that wanted to be saved. I had a lot of stuff to unpack, but I learned from these people. So I don't have a problem with traveling by myself. I don't have a problem with talking to people. My daughters and them, they used to always say, where you going with my mother? And they'd be like, oh, she's going to walk to the avenue. I'm not walking with her. Why? Oh, my God. Uh, a walk that's 30 minutes going to take us seven hours. Everybody got to talk to her. I don't have a problem with that. <coughs> Excuse me. 
I don't. People will hit me up. Hey, do you have space? I'm happy they learned that. Do you have space? If I don't, I'll let you know. No, I'm busy. Or, you know, in this time. Now, if you don't show up, you ain't got to worry about it. Don't ask me no more. Because I gave you that time. I can't get my time back. I done wasted enough. I, I can't get my time back. What little time I have on this goddamn earth, I want to enjoy it. I do. I want to enjoy it. I didn't know that you could retire from this. Dorothy Morrison told me that. You can retire from this. Get out. No. So it is a lot and it's a beautiful journey. Are you going to have good days? No. Are you going to have people that's going to hate you? Yes. Are you going to have people that's going to want to sabotage you? Yes. Are you going to have people that's going to betray you? Yes. Are you going to have people that's going to repeat whatever you say? Yes. You're going to have all of that. Welcome. And it has nothing to do with spiritual. It's just life. Welcome. Welcome. We kind of equate spirituality with people thinking, oh, well, because I was used to be like that. Oh, well, they spiritual. They can't lie. Oh, well, they spiritual. They got to do right. No, you got some broken, fucked up spiritual people. You do. You do. You have them where they're, listen, I don't have a problem with talking to people. I will stop in the middle. Now, what I don't do, and I don't want nobody to do it to me, is walk up to me and say, oh, my spirit say, no. Hey, baby, how you from? You live around here? So tell me about here. That's my conversation. Not, oh, I'm Ephah I'm spiritual, I'm this. No, I don't do that at all. At all. That's not my MO. So no. Hey, baby, how you doing? What's your name? Well, if I'm in a battalion, Ephah If I'm not Donna, hey, you can call me either or. Excuse me. So, yeah. If you go on my page on lives and or anything, people will say Donna. They'll say Ifa. Some people say Mama Journey, Mama J. Okay. All right. So I do have that because these people have an experience with me. Some of it good, some of them bad. Some of them, I walked away from them. Some of them walked away from me. I wasn't always the good guy in a lot of situations. Some of them, I was the bad person. I was. I was. I fought a mother, a daughter, and a brother. Fought all three. Well, my son and my kids sat there, watched the police, watched us. And yeah, I know how to tell my ass. I do. I used to run up. Listen, when my son died, because I had a son after I had my, my son, Daquan. When my son died, I was on this death wish. I would run up in people's house. I didn't give a fuck. That's how I know when you have a child that passed, parents... Children bury their parents. Parents shouldn't bury their children. And it's a switch. Anyone that lost a child knows this. It's a switch or something that clicks off on you. And mine clicked off. Mine did. It clicked off. For the life of me, I don't know if my mother and them had a funeral for the kid or anything. I don't. I'm not even going to lie to you. I clicked out. I clocked out for a long time. I was routined. I knew to take my children to school. I knew to pick them up. I knew to cook. I knew that if they needed something to be there. But emotionally, I clocked out. I, I wasn't there. And if someone argue, I run up in your house. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't care. Because to me, God punished me. He took my son. Like, yo, so let me, let me test your theory. That's how I went. Let me test your theory. I, I need to test your theory if you really want me. Because you took something of mine, so now take me, you know? So it was that theory. It was. And do you know how beautiful it was when Oya said, it was me that saved your life. You should have been dead a long time ago. And that, I have a great love for Oya. I, I do. I respect her children. I have a great love for Oya for saying that to me. Because no one didn't know my story. You know? I didn't tell my godmother and them. When, when we was at the 21 Division thing, and it was me and Julio, and, you know, he was leaving. He was my ride. So I was like, okay, and I forget the young brother's name and who he had brought down. And he was like, she can't go nowhere. Her son walks with her mother. And everybody's like, no, her son is in Atlanta. Her son is. And that shit clicked. That's why they had a, a Misa for me, because that shit clicked to where, damn. I did. I had a son that died. My godmother looked at me and was like, okay. And that shocked everybody because nobody didn't know. I remember when Don Victor, right, is crowned about the lot for many years. He lives in Florida. Um, I remember when Angel took me to get a reading. He said, she doesn't tell you her story. 
He said, she doesn't. She doesn't tell you a story. Angel didn't even know I had kids. Don Victor was the one. He read me with Allegra shells. He said, she got kids. Her kids don't even know her story. Angel was like, he was in the other room talking to his niece, Barbie. He said, wait, you got fucking kids? And I said, yeah, I got four. He said, babies? I said, no, they're grown. They got their own cribs and everything. They live on their own. And Don Victor said, I told you. She'll, she'll be quiet. He said, but she should share her stories. That was the first one I I, I, never, I didn't even know who Allegua was. I didn't know what shells were. That was the first Santo I ever, the Santero I met beside Angel was Don Victor, crowned Obatela. And it's always been Obatela that saved me. Always. Every walking moment, that's why I have a great love for Obatela. Right? Always, always. Obatela's children always come when I'm going too far left or too far right. Always come to bring me back. Everybody always assumes it's somebody else, but it's Obatela. And blessings to David when he said it. He said, everybody thinks. He said, but it's about to lie. And I wanted to cry because I know that. He never knew that, you know? So I, I, I give respect to people that will say something, especially if they weren't there. So I, didn't, I don't have a problem with talking to people. I don't have a problem with, you know, being around people. I Listen, I done sat with people that had lights off. I done sat with people that lived in their cars. I done sat with people... That, yo, they don't have anything but hope. For real. And people have sat with me that I didn't have anything for hope. Living in an abandoned building and making sure everybody else was right. Yeah. And I still got up and did what I had to do. All the time. And helped those that came across my threshold. Never forget the message. Oshun said, I bring people to you because their souls are crying out. Help them before they do something that will hurt them for the rest of their lives. And I've been obedient as much as I can. But when I start seeing where <clears throat> it's hurting or I'm just being played for a sucker, I remove myself. Now, my twin taught me a valuable lesson to speak up. See, I wouldn't have spoken up to a lot of people. I'd have been just letting that shit roll off my back and keep moving. But my twin taught me, no, you speak up. If it's not right, you, you're not being disrespectful. You don't need to tell the world. You tell that person and you speak up. So I, I started that. I started that because I wouldn't at first. I'd just sit there and just whatever. Okay, that's what they say. Then, okay. No, no. <clears throat> when my godfather passed away, Ibai, I never forget. He was sitting there. I was sitting on his couch. He said, hey, D. Your son is going to go, going to be sitting right where you are. I assumed, right, that, oh, you mean my son going to be sitting in your house? No. He's going to be following the same journey. But share your story so he don't have to go down that road. No one should take advantage of him. None of my children. None. But we live in a world and a society where people want what they can get. And you have to cherish those that will give you information to help you so you can learn. And you research. It's no disrespect. It's not you questioning what they're doing. No, but you research. And you find out. And while you're researching, you're going to find other things. But now you have the knowledge for yourself. And you can now pass it along to those that it may benefit from. Not just sharing it with everyone. Some people benefit from it. You can learn a lesson and tell 90 people. If it's not meant for them, 90 people won't get it. Now, they may go down the block and listen to one person say the same shit and they'll receive it. Not everybody has to receive the message from you. And it's okay. I don't, I'm never going to trip. My father and them taught me at a young age, ego means easing God out. Nah, you can't do that. So I don't, I don't, I don't have a big ego. You know what I'm saying? I have to always be humble. I know my signal. I know who I am. That I know. I sat and talked to people. I listened to a lot of people. When I was a Yawo, even when I came out, I listened to a lot of people. I did. The elders. They was like, listen, Yawo, you coming out? Remember who you associate yourself with? A bad name travels fast. All of these things didn't make sense then. But now I understand. 
I understand. Do you know how it is to have someone say, I'm happy that your company changed? We want you here or come and visit here. We're happy. I don't need to argue with people online. Why? What is that showing? How, how is that helping me? How is it? Tell, explain it to me. How is that? If I have to tell you constantly, yo, stop worrying about the naysayers. Keep going. Keep on your grind. Keep doing. That's it. I don't need to prove anything. Your work, your gift will make room for you. And when people used to tell me that, I didn't understand it. I'm going to be honest. I didn't understand. I was like, your gift will make room for you? What the fuck? What is that? Okay. All right. I okay you to death. Okay. Okay. But now I get it. Because now I started learning, started putting it together, started researching for myself. Your gift will make room for you. My, I, my godfather sat there and he was crying. I still got the reading in my phone, right? Still got the reading in my phone. I can share it because it's my fucking reading, right? And I'm, I'm going to share it because I don't have... <clears throat> I don't have... Uh, uh, I don't have salt and sugar on my tongue, but I never have to um, make something up, right? And this was the last reading he gave me. And it was where he cried. My godfather cried. He cried. And I was like, wow. You know, and he 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 gave me this reading before he died. And I kept it. I kept it because every so often I go back to it. And I'm going to tell you when this reading was. This reading was <clears throat> September 29th. Right? September 29th. No, let me tell you, no. Let me correct it. Let me correct it. Please forgive me. This reading was July 28th, 2018. This reading was July 28th, 2018. <clears throat> right? It says, my reading, need, a, need to rogate head with snails and clean stomach with pumpkin. Make peace with your brother. Me and my brother was on the outs. I was angry. I was angry with man and I was angry with my brother, Robert Earl. I was. Signal speaks about a short life. Also speaks about failure to thrive and lost away and lost. You have a lot of false friends. The answers for your salvation is within yourself. A ruler wants you to be careful with bones, legs, etc. Speaks of communication or lack thereof with a female child. Me and my daughter Didi wasn't speaking, right? Her father told me that stop trying to push my religion down on her down her throat. She don't like me. She don't want to be bothered with me. He told me that. So me and my daughter separate. We sep We had separate our ways. I didn't speak to my daughter in three years. So trust me, right? And it's always from someone else. Always. Always from someone else being in my kid's ear, right? So I'm letting you know. I, I, don't, I don't hide anything. Be extremely careful of who you extend your generosity to. Give Ogun three white birds. Two for him to eat and one to release. No one knows of your health issues and what you're going through, but they always counting you out. Everyone is turning their backs on you. Look at people for who they truly are. Stop looking for the good in people. As they present themselves, that is who they truly are. Believe them. You're going to be successful through egon. Always clean yourself. Be careful with retention of fluid in your body. Take care of your kidneys, your prostate, um, your colon, and cervical cancer. This signal, now, mind you, right? So let me explain. This 
Well, he did this reading because they didn't believe I was sick. I was already diagnosed with cervical cancer. They didn't believe it, right? Or maybe they did and they didn't know. But when it came up in this reading, my godfather sat there and started crying. Jocelyn wrote this. He started crying because it said a short life. The signal speaks for you always doing at bosses and not for money or prosperity, but for health. A ruler says to be careful sleeping in the dark. Be careful robbery and where you place your things. Someone will take something from you. Mephedaphone St. Lazaro. Sometimes it's hard for you to stand or walk. You lose circulation sometimes. Put the, you know, the, the beads of St. Lazaro with you. This person suffers from migraines. Have a CAT scan done. That was July 28, 2018. Right? I keep that reading because that was the last reading that man gave me. The very last. And I know readings with Baba Lyle's only last for 17 days. And I keep it one just for memory and, you know, to say, wow. He, you know, he, because I remember when he cried. He said, how can we save your life? Because we had to go get the birds. And mind you, I was a yellow. I wasn't even, I wasn't finished. I was a yellow, right? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I believe 2018. I'm not really sure because I got to look. 18. So I'll be five years, right, this year. This is, let me make sure because I don't, I don't like to give people force anything because, you know, people love to check you. So this is 2022. Take away five is 2017. So, yeah. I got crowned in 17. It takes eight, it takes a year. And so, so I was still, I still was, I just came out of being a yellow, if I'm not mistaken. So they did, they, they went and got the birds. We fed Ogun, you know, we did all of that. And he was like, what do I need to do? Like, I want to get time. Like, I don't want you to die. I don't need you to disappear. So I was like, nah, um, I was like, nah, I said, nah, I'm good. And I said, listen, all I want to do is finish what I started. And he was like, don't worry, we're going to do that. The sad part is he died. I didn't. You know, he saved my life. Right? So I, I remember that part. But I also remember in that reading, not everybody's your friend. See people for who they are. Deal with people for what they show you. And when it's not healthy, walk away. Because... You, you, you got enough on your plate. And yeah, me and my daughter, we didn't speak. We, we didn't. My, my, her father put so much in her ear. I never changed. I backed off. I did. Because I believe in letting you find out for yourself. I, I don't need to sit and blow a horn and be like, oh, this person is fucked up. And I, no, I, I know how to step back and allow you to see for yourself. I don't need to say I told you so. I don't. There no one can sit and say, well, you know, if I said, no, 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 I step back. People call me and go, oh shit, you could have told me. Nah, for what? Would you believe me? Now I'm being messy? Nah, I'm good with that. I'm good. I, I just step back. That's why I tell people, don't look at the people I hang with. Look at the people I avoid. That's, that's the one, because shit, she's cool, or she crazy, but okay, why? Like I said, my sister will ask you what she told the truth to you about. Not, oh, well, what she did, or whatever. The first thing she'll say is, what she told the truth to you about. And that's it. That's all. That's it at the end of the day. But that reading was everything for me. <clears throat> And people will, people will find their, their way, right? And some people connect. I'm not mad at that. Some people don't. Some people grow. Some people heal. Some people don't. But that's not my journey. That's your journey. I can speak of mine. I don't discredit no one. I don't. I don't have time to be a bully. I'm not, I'm not that. I've learned to perfect my craft. I'm learning the things that I love to do. That's it. That's all. 
That's it. My son will be 38, March 18th. I started reading cards when he was 10 years old. I've been reading cards for 28 years. 28. It's a long time. It's a long fucking time I've been reading cards. A long time. I'll tell you how I found them. Her name is Rachel Rodriguez. She's from Colombia. Rachel, great spiritualist, never will take from her at all. She sat there and showed me how to read cards. See, I don't have a problem with telling people that. I don't. She taught me. You know what she did? She took the book and she threw it away. The first thing she did, I said, no, we need the book. She brought me my first deck, the Rider Weight deck. She brought it for me. First deck. We were on 71st and Continental. It used to be a spiritual store in the back. And we used to go there. It's a sister that used to work there, a white girl. Her name was Donna. And she was a, a witch. That was the first pagan witch lady I ever met. So I did. I started off following Ravenswolf and Civil Ravenswolf. And I would do it. My father would crack up and he would crack jokes on me and my son and all of that. Anything I learned, I always taught my kids. Always, 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 always. It was always a group thing. I always taught my children. I go over and beyond. I have addictive behavior. So, and I have to see it to the end. I got to learn the ins and outs. So, Rachel gave me my first deck. She threw the book away and she told me, listen, listen to your gods. Listen, these are the rules too. And I would read and I would just read. We didn't, we didn't accept money. We didn't, we didn't do none of that. We just, we read and we would read for people, you know, whenever, whenever I pull out my cards and read. That was my thing. I always read. You know, I always carried my cards with me. I would read all kinds of people. I read cops in the project. I would read drug dealers. Whoever you was, I didn't give a fuck. I was reading you. I read on top of cars. I read in the park. I read in the trap house. I didn't give a fuck. I was reading everybody. Yeah. And I taught a lot of people. Some people I physically taught. Some people I gave decks to. Some people I said, hey, how did you, how, what does this card show to you? No, I may not have taught them spiritual. But majority of the people, I taught. I gave them their deck here. People would give me decks. Whenever I would go someplace, people would give me decks. I, I created my own. So by the help of Tanya, Mambo Tanya, when we were sitting in the house, me, her, and Mama Star, I saw her deck and I was like, yo, that's beautiful. I, she said, no, I created it. I said, oh my God, you got to tell me. My godfather is going to laugh because I just said I wanted to create my own. And I did. The first deck. The second deck after I did my th my three year bow, the second deck when I showed my godmother Maria, then she said, "All of this is Egun. This reading speaks about that. How Egun is the one that brings me over." So okay, and all my they all pictures, pictures of the dead, pictures of people deceased, people that's alive, like the pictures. I, I read pictures, pictures. And it's like I become one in that picture and I see a whole story in my head. But it's not my story. It's your story. It's never mine. So, okay. The delivery. Rachel taught me that. How do you deliver the message is the key. How? Because we all have our spirits that speak to us. How do you deliver it where a person that's sitting in front of you can receive it? So how did she teach me? You're the person in front of you. How would you want the message to be received to you? Because any reader worth their weight and go, it, it's always something about them as well. Spirit always talks to you first. You're the one reading them. So, yeah, come for me. You know, because I know people. Now, come for me. Come for me. Because I, I will always prove it. You, you, it's always to you. You're, the message is going to be for you. It's coming to you. So now you have to take it, not dissect it, not try to put yourself in it. No, the message is to you to deliver to them. So how are you going to get it? Some people get it in pictures. Some people get it in a voice. Some people get it in a vision. Some people get it in a feeling. So how do you translate that so I can deliver it to the person that's in front of me? Because it's your message. I'm just getting it. How do I deliver it to you?
That's what Rachel taught me. That's how she taught me. And that's how I teach people. I can't teach you how to be spiritual. Your spirit speaks to you the way you do. I teach you how to deliver it. And then once they finish, I throw them out. Anyone that I taught, I toss them out in the world. Go ahead, read. You're a reader, read. And all I'm saying is saying, oh my God, I'm nervous. What do I charge? What do... Just do it. Do it. Let's do it. What do you feel you're worth? That's it. It's no big thing. It's okay. I didn't come in here learning all of this, just knowing it. No. Yes, we're all born spiritual, but you still need a guide. Rachel Rodriguez was my guide to teach me how to read cards. I will always give her respect. Why? Because she taught me. Jewel taught me how to stand strong and believe in my visions. Jewel taught me that. Monifa taught me how to put it all together, how to work herbs and oils. Monifa taught me that. See, I remember everyone that taught me something along the way. And I give them respect and honor. I don't sit there and be like, oh, they didn't teach me that. No, they didn't. They taught me. They taught me. Because I did not come in knowing this. They taught me. My mother and them taught me about herbs. Mom, if you ever came in my house, my mother had in her, when you walk in her kitchen, there was the closet and it was full of herbs. Every fucking herb known to man. And when you get too much, she'll tell you, put your hand in the dirt. And when it's overwhelming, get you some New Orleans dirt. And as I was a Yahweh, my friend, now he's a Babalao. He was the one. He said, I was a young woman. He said, I'm going to New Orleans. I said, oh, man, bring me some dirt back. I still have some of it. And whenever I miss my mother, I'm too confused or something is too, I put my hand in that dirt. Because that's what my mother taught me. I don't hide from who I am. And when they had a misa, my mother showed up. See, she showed up. To let me know something that's not. And she coming in speaking English. Because she let me know. And I was like, yes, sir, you're right. He said, you're all there. He said, and we were Yawosis, right? Yeah, I think we were Yawosis still. He said, I was the last one. They went around the whole room. I was the last one. Even in my head, I heard her say, you're going to be the last because they don't know how to read you. And the guy was like, I don't know what to, how to do this. But it was the old man that said, where y'all from? It's the red dirt. Who y'all people pray to? And everybody was like, that's racist. That's racist. But I understood what he was saying. He was talking about Azuli Dantor. Right. He said she got red eyes. She's, you know, he said, it's what y'all people down there in the red dirt do. And I said, yeah, but my mother was telling me you got to leave. The police is coming. You don't need to be in that environment. Have This is what I need to do. So the police didn't come upstairs after I did it. They went downstairs and raided downstairs. And that evening I just packed a bag. It was like I was in a dream. I packed a bag. And I went on about my business and I wound up in the shelter in Brooklyn, had my own room, which was to them, it was foreign because, and I brought Ori, I brought Eshu, I, I brought them. They came with me through the whole homelessness. Arula, Ori, and Eshu was with me through the whole thing. Every hotel, every shelter, everywhere I went, whether it was a bunch of them in one room or it was me by myself, they always came with me. They went through that journey with me together. We all went. And then I left and I came to my, she wasn't my goddaughter then, and I, I rented a room from her. And they made sure I never missed a payment. Ever, ever. She can't ever say, well, my godmother then, she wasn't my godmother. Never missed a payment. Never, never. Made sure I paid her. And sometimes I pay her double. And then when I got my saints, I said, oh, Shun, I can't stay here. We can't stay here. She said, no. And I wound up moving. I wound up moving so we can all be under one roof. And I'm still forever grateful. But I, I also want to make sure I give a shout out to my godfather, Abby. Padrino Abbey, Ifa Atere. Because I never shared my life with him. But every time I went in that man's house 
he gave me something that he didn't even know that I needed to hear. And it's no shade against no one else. These messages was for me. Not because of someone, not because this one. No, it was personally for me. For me. I remember leaving, going to Denver. I went to go see him and I was taking someone. And he gave me a message that was just for me. But he didn't know the stuff I was going through and where I was going. And his, his spirits definitely gave me the message I needed to hear. And the story that he gave me to where it makes sense. It, you know, I, you, you'll, you'll listen and you'll say, okay, I'm going to pack it. I'm going to put it in the back of my mind. But when it happens, you're not as shocked because it was forewarned. You know, and this is not about nobody. This is about my life. For real, this is truly about my life. So please, because people have the audacity now. I'm, I'm wondering what website y'all getting it from. Where, oh, she's talking about this one. No, I'm talking about me, my life, my journey, where I'm going. I don't have time to give people five minutes of fame. I, it, it, you're, no one's relevant to me. I'm relevant to me. My saints, my egoons are relevant to me. My God kids, my grandkids, my children are relevant to me. That's it. No, I'm not worried about nobody else. I'm sharing you my experience with my life. Don't add into it. Don't sit and think you're so important. I got to be talking about you. No, you're, you're not important to me. If I left you alone, that's just where I left you alone. That's it. I don't need to worry. I don't care who's in anybody's ear. You know how you can stop that? You'll call on the phone. Guarantee you. Those people will say, never mind. That's why I don't be bothered. Because they're lying. See, I don't have to. I don't. I don't. I don't give a fuck if they kid die. I'm not caring. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't. You're not relevant to me. But people will. People want to be relevant. People want to have something or somebody told them something. Or, oh, well, yeah, if you were in my life and I had experience, yes, I'm going to talk of the experience. You were just there. Okay. Now, what you could say, it didn't happen. I know I didn't lie. So I know these things took place. All right. Now what? Now. That, that's it. Were you a part of the story? Did this happen? Yeah. That's it. That's all. That, at the end of the day, that's it. Were you there when she went to here? Yes. Were you there when she went there? Yes. And that's all. That, that's it at the end of the day. That's all. That's it. It's not, oh, well, she's talking about me. No, I'm talking of the experience. Don't miss the message. Somewhere in the message. See, old people would tell you stories so you can learn. But the message was in the story. The lesson was in the story. That's why I share my experience. The lesson. What did you learn today? To believe in your spirits. To not allow no one to stop you on your journey. To keep going no matter what. Anything that's destined by God, man can't stop. He may try, but he can't stop. And if you want to impress me, Levitate in the sky. You want to impress me? Get rid of COVID. You want to impress me? Stop the police from killing black folks. You want to invest, impress me? Invite black folks to your fucking table. Just don't pray to us halfway. Give us all our props. You want to do that. If you don't want to do that, then why? You're not impressing me. Go have a beautiful life. Live your life. Go and do something with your life. For real. You know, that's it. I bust my ass to get where I'm at. To some people, oh, she bragging. Well, if you see it as bragging, then change your image. That's it. That's all. I'm letting you know a chick that pumped, that, that tricked out hoes, that sold drugs, that changed herself, and now she found a better way of living. That's it. That's all at the end of the day. A chick that was dying got a second lease on life. Not all of us get that. A chick that was sick, where they wanted her to cash it in. She had faith enough to believe there has to be another way. God didn't create me for me to get here and die. There's something I got to finish in life. Something. I'm not here to save the world. I was here to save me so I can be around my grandchildren and their grand. That's it. That's all. And when my time is over, bury me and let me keep going. That's it. And the beauty